Welcome to an Inner Lives Matter a Minute. My name is Ernie Vecchio, a trauma psychologist and teacher that is hiking and biking West Virginia to start a conversation, reminding everyone that somewhere between the country roads that take us home and the almost heaven of our mountains is an inward journey, the road less traveled. sent me something in connection to uh, Jimmy Kimmel and, and what he said on his show. And he talked about it seemed like somebody had opened the window to hell. What you wrote was the view from the inside out without a valid path is hell because all we can hear is the echo of the collective ego. When it is loud enough to drown out our own heartbeat, our own inner reality mirrors this in the world that just was totally the part that really stood out the view from the inside out without a valid path is hell mm-hmm. yes could you expand on that because i i know i feel exactly what you meant in that could you expand on that for our listeners i think that uh, we've forgotten that hell is not a the opposite of heaven <laughs> Hell has always been when you're living somebody else's reality other than your own. And so when you are uh, on the inside looking out at what's going on in the world around you, um, again, I I use the word incongruence a lot, but when you see that, Mm -hmm. when you see the conflict between what you feel internally with what's going on outside of you, the gap between those two really determines the um, volatility of your angst. Or the intensity of your angst. The further apart they are, then the further apart you feel from something that is safe and normal and predictable. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I meant by that. And um, it's a good example. The window that we're looking through, you know, the glass is really uh, the lens of the soul, which Mm -hmm. is really the dimension of love and truth and freedom. And the frame that goes around that window is the ego. And yeah. so so yeah. many of us are focused on the ego's frame, which is the reference, the context point, and not the glass that we're looking through, mm. the lens itself, that we're, that it's like the lens isn't even there, you see. It'd be yeah. almost like wearing a, a, a fake set of glasses, where to an outside observer, it would look like you're wearing a pair of glasses, but they actually have no prescription. They're just glass. Mm. Well, there's a prescription that has been given to us by the soul. And that prescription isn't complicated, that to be fully who you Mm -hmm. are in this world, to be what you were intended to be, and to express that in the world is to be free. And if the prescription Mm -hmm. on that glass does not promote freedom to be, then it's a distorted lens. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the problem with that. Again, if you step back away from the window, you know, do I want to live my life based upon the frame of reference? which is around that glass, or do I want to live my life based upon the lens itself? And from a spiritual perspective, you can see that the the lens is what you want to be focusing on. And that lens is, sadly, can be interchangeable. I mean, uh, it can be tinted in, uh, by emotions and feelings and beliefs and all kinds of things. That lens can be impacted. But in, in its purest form, it is a lens of love, truth, and freedom. If it's mm-hmm. anything other than that, then the lens, the prescription has been altered by your life experience, which is that divided self occurring because of guilt and shame. 
than the collective repetitiveness of that through the religion and politics and the cultures that we grow up in. So all of that's kind of there. It's all all interrelated. And later on in what you shared, you said such windows have two vantage points, looking in and looking out. Our dilemma is that we are watching life happen to us, not realizing that the observer creates the very reality we hate. Yes, and you mm-hmm. have to have to ask the question, which is the observer, the ego or the, the soul? Unfortunately, for many of us, the ego is the observer, and so the ego is the lens we're looking through, and the ego is dictating mm-hmm. all of it. So, well, you know, we say in uh, in this culture that the eyes are the windows to the soul. So, mm-hmm. it, it, so you can change the word window to, to to just perception in general. We say in psychology that in counseling that perception is more powerful than the truth. Well, that's what that means. What you believe and think and feel about life is more powerful than truth uh, because it tents and distorts reality. Until I can do my, my optometry on you <laughs> as a as a therapist and as a teacher, if I can't help you get a better vision, a better clear picture of what's in front of you, then you're left at the mercy of, of the lens you're looking through. And that's where many of us are. And if there's anything that's failed in the mental health profession is we're not doing a very good job of helping people replace their lenses. Because when we speak of reality, there isn't one reality. There's however many people are on the earth, there's all their perceptions of what reality is. And and so this idea that there is like um, an internal and external and that those two things are separate from each other, I don't know how we could ever become empowered with that belief system, empowered by that belief system, because there isn't one reality that exists. Well, unfortunately, reality is based upon your individual subjective experience. So what we've, what's happened in the, in the culture and certainly what has happened in the spiritual movement is, is that we've lost any idea of what clarity would be in that subjective experience. What we thought was clear, the definition of clear (laughs) has changed. The definition of normal has changed. The definition of many things have changed in regards to what is reality. We need to switch off of that word and go to, well, what, you know, what really matters? You know, the example I gave you this week, the story of a parent talking to me about uh, reading a, a children's book, kind of explaining, you know, how do animals sound. Yeah, we've all either had that book read to us or we read that book to our children. So what you're really doing is you're kind of going through the pages and you're and you're sitting with the child and you're and you show the child a picture of a cow and you say, what is that? And the child says, it's a cow, you know, and so, well, how does the cow go? And then if, if the child doesn't know that a cow goes moo, then we teach the child that it goes moo. And then uh, and then and then when you go through the each of the animals, a frog is a ribbit, you know, or whatever, and a dog is barking or roof, roof, whatever. The point being is that at the end of the experience, if we had a picture of a human being at the back of that book as an animal, because we are an animal, a human animal, mm-hmm. how do human beings go? What would be the answer we would give, you see? And uh uh, and I think what shocked all of us here a few weeks ago was human beings go bang, bang. Yes. And imagine a five-year-old saying that. 
Yeah, and that's what a five-year-old would say if the five-year-old's been listening to the news, which they probably have uh, because you can't get anywhere if you're not seeing the news. Back to your question about reality is, is that uh, we have a choice about how human beings go. Yeah. What is the expression of, uh, that you want a five-year-old to, to mirror or to sound out uh, as an expression of what it means to be a human being? How do human beings technically mm-hmm. sound? You know, do they sound like a victim? Do they sound compassionate? Do they sound hateful and prejudiced? Do they sound loving and forgiving? Mm-hmm. The, these particular expressions are really what shapes and molds our child's idea of reality until they get mm-hmm. old enough to then form their own opinions. You know, we have to make a decision about what matters and what is true uh, about this experience of what it means to be human and, uh, and how do we want to be in the world. Should we be shocked of what we're capable of, good and bad, or should we spend all of our energy on not being shocked and making a choice? That a, that a healthier, happier world is one that is heart-centered and reciprocal and based upon compassion. And the other alternative is not. And it isn't a matter of who's right or who's wrong or whose politics support it and don't support it or whose religion supports it. Don't support. That's just the basic human ethic. Do you want to be in a world mm-hmm. that is reciprocal, loving, and growing exponentially on itself? Or do you want to be yeah. in a world that is divided and, and angry and uh, in opposition to itself? At some point, we're kind of at a child level with this right now. I don't think that's a, a bad approach to, to say and to admit we're at a child level. There's something you, you had in your, your email, which I think just sums up so clearly where we're at in our tree. And you said, Our psychological existence is closing in on us. And for the first time in modern history, it's without guidance. That reminds me of the the children thing. Like, where is the guidance? Well, the guidance is in us. Yeah, we we have a system inside of us, uh, a symbiotic cooperative system inside of us that has the capacity to guide and direct the human experience, the um, noise of the external if we just Mm. tune into it and listen to it and give Mm. it some kind of station as a species we know this but we've kind of gotten off course from it and that's where i i think my work is and that's certainly where i think the the message is we're not so far off of it that we can't get back on course heard you talk uh before about the um you know our, our individual ego and and the voice inside the head how loud is that voice and it's like right now in our country the loudness of the uh, collective ego it's drowning our own inner voice out that we can't we think we can't hear it but we can Thank you for listening to an Inner Lives Matter Minute. Again, my name is Ernie Vecchio, a trauma psychologist and teacher hiking and biking West Virginia to start a conversation about the wisdom that comes from adversity. It turns out that the take-me-home country roads, an almost heaven dichotomy of our state, offers a unique opportunity to bring awareness to a less traveled road, the inward journey, one that I have taken with thousands of individuals undergoing trauma. You can follow my journey at both ErnieVecchio.com and InnerLivesMatter.com. Hope to see you on the trail.